Welcome to the Splinters Podcast from the team on the bench. Community Radio's leading no-holds-barred Friday night sports show. Available online and replayed on Triple H 100.1 FM. Now, here's your host, the Raging Bull, Anthony Caruso. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Splinters, the bench podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming live on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available on podcast.com, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and all good podcast sites. We do it all for the all about caring Sydney Bears and Magpies Waitara, the action attraction of the North Shore. This is Andy the Bull Caruso, and we are now into September, which means that we now start the transition from winter to summer. And believe me, ladies and gentlemen, It couldn't come soon enough. We have our three-part series to preview all things cricket within New South Wales. This week, it's all about the Sydney Shines Cricket Competition and the New South Wales Premier Women's Cricket Competition. But of course, with this amount of cricket, I can't do this alone. So joining me tonight is the Canberra kid himself, Jacob Aquilina. Aqua, good evening to you. Good evening. Uh, Yes, very excited for this episode. Very close to my heart, this one. Now it's a big. It's going to be. It's always a uh, an underrated competition, the Sydney Shies cricket. But um, the thing that we're excited about has been the the rise and rise of women's cricket, and uh, in particular, cricket New South Wales now aligning the women's with the men's and rebranding it New South Wales Women's Premier Cricket. Yeah, very exciting for the women. Um, really big step forward, and um, should be a really good season for them. Now we've got a special. We've got two special guests who are going to be joining us. So Heidi Cheetah will be on the line with us a little bit later on. But we do have a special guest here with us right now. Uh, one of the clubs that has really gone through a growth phase uh, for women's cricket in the last couple of years has been Manly Warringah. And it, we are very excited to have the captain of Manly's second grade team. And I think, am I right in saying the women's club captain as well in Jess Kay. Jess, good evening and welcome to Splinters. Uh, good evening, Anthony. Actually, no, I'm not the club captain as well. We have two wonderful girls who are both Abby and Renee. But yes, I am the second grade captain. The second grade. And how does it feel, obviously, coming, seeing the, the rise of, of women's cricket, the resurgence, and especially in an area like Manly, which is often being passed over as a as a breeding ground for women cricketers. It's very exciting having been the junior and having to go externally to my local area to see the sudden rise on the Northern Beaches for cricket. Um, So I feel very honoured to have been appointed captain this season. And, of course, the opportunity now to step out of Brother Tom's um, (laughs) shadow, of course. We, we, um, Aqua and I, you and I, we often joke about Tom K being the president of the Ken Sutcliffe fan club. Um, (laughs) And he's got a couple of mates who are obviously that way inclined in terms of liking to post out a couple of uh, modelling pictures of themselves every now and then. (laughs) Yes, definitely. (laughs) Tom, if you're listening, who loves you? <laughs> um, first part we're going to do today is going to be the uh, the Shies preview. And, uh, of course, last year, one of the most exciting competitions we uh, years we've had in the competition, and this year is going to be set to be no different, Aqua. Yeah, absolutely. And then after that, we'll be talking women's cricket. We'll have Heidi Cheadle from Gordon Women's joining us on the line a little bit later on. So with that, let's get started. This is Splinters, the bench podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au. 
Well, Aqua, we're going to get straight into it. The Sydney Shires Cricket Competition. 14 teams in the competition, unlike the New South Wales Premier Cricket, which has a whopping 20 clubs in it. Mm. It does mean that the advantage you have with Shires, first off, you do get to play every club in the competition. Yeah, both home and away. Um, it's always fun playing at home and sometimes we do a struggle playing away, especially going to those. For us, you know, being the most um, eastern team, going away to Northwest Sydney or somewhere like that to really um, – or Mounties, you know, those they're, they're a very long way away. But, um, yeah, it's good. It's, it's good. You always know what to get in the return journey um, and especially when you're to play – play a team away then come at home you know how, how to um, respond and play better at home well let's go through the let's go through the competition we'll go through the main teams in particular to start off with the Auburn District Cricket Club the Auburn Eagles uh, they came second last year and they were semi-finalists in, in first grade uh, and they were really the most improved team in the in the in terms of the club championship and in first grade last year yeah probably the surprise packet the first grade last year um, you could say Auburn look they've always been a strong club they've always been quite middle of the road uh, but they're first grade team really stepped up last year and they played really good cricket being able to get all the way through into the semi-finals and um you know finish second um after the uh the main season be there at the pointy end it's really good to see now they've, they've announced a new head coach there and a guy with a bit of ex- a guy with a bit of experience this this signing yeah yeah jared gordon um the former first grade uh, player at Bankstown and, and Blacktown will be working with him. Work a bit uh, with Jason Crazier as well. So be very exciting for them. Bit nice, uh, a strong head at the top, and um, it should filter down to the lower grades as well, hopefully. But there's there's, there's been a bit of a loss, of course. The Bursa brothers are rumored to have been picked up by Bankstown. It's going to be a bit of a loss for them because Matt Bursa in particular is one of the form bowlers of the competition. Oh, absolutely. Um, losing someone like a, a strike bowler out of your club, it's it's a really big shoes to fill, um, and you know losing both and. You know, fair play. I'm happy for guys to go to grade and try the try the hand at playing grade, but you know, still a big loss, and they've got big shoes to fill. We then go to the next club, uh, Balmain South Sydney. Not really much to talk about there. Indeed, one of the clubs that's actually under um, under check in terms of how they're going to perform and whether they're going to be a viable club next year. Mm. Um, I think the big thing to point about with them is, of course, they've gone through their. I think what is it? Their fourth logo change in mm. as many years. You've seen? Have you seen the new one? The, no, the not quarter, the quarter crest they've oh, done now. God. So. Yeah, right. No, look, um, obviously tough season for them this year. And there was a lot of rumours going around whether they even go around again this year. So we'll just see how they go. Burwood Bryars, club champions. I think it's about, what, eight years in a row that yeah. they've been club champions. Um, they came fourth in first grade. Their, their Frank Way Shield is now starting to hit some, uh, hit some strength. There's no more Mark Seymour. There's no more Michael McLaughlin. But this lineup that they've got is still pretty good. And you've actually played against a few of these boys as well. Oh yeah! Look, obviously, Burwood—they are the pinnacle in Shires cricket. They're always at the top. They're always at the pointy end in every grade. They're almost always in the grand final in every grade. Club champs eight years in a row. Their Frankie teams always, um, always very good. You know, names like Kovacic, Moffat, Squire, Palmer. You know, they—they they said every every week, every time you play Burwood, you always got to think about those guys. So, you know, they are the number one in in. In Shires Cricket. There's, there's one name there that's missing in particular, and it's a guy you've you've seen, you've played and watched bowl. Yeah. And it was it was a flash in the plant pan a couple of years ago, Ben van der Neuenhoff. Yeah, I uh, played a lot of Frank Gray cricket. Um, you know, it was one of the, the main wicket takers there a few years ago, um, he's, and he's not there now. And, look, that's another big loss for them. He's always been a very good strike bowler, taking plenty of wickets. And, um, but, you know, they've got – 
depth all the way down to their lower grades. So they've even got, they might even have six teams. So they got depth. They'll fill, they'll fill his uh, position. Epping balls there or thereabouts. A few of the guys have sort of come up, but the, you've always got two guys who have been with the club for ages in uh, Chris Stephan and um, the, the, the old workhorse himself in Anthony Bora. Oh yeah, look, Epping again, another team that um, has got a lot of potential, um, and they've got a lot of, you know, in their Frank Gray side as well. They've got a lot of potential to be, um, you know, upsetting teams like Ringer who had, who hadn't lost in a year and a half, and then coming and um, and beating us last year. Uh, look, first grade there and thereabouts as well. Seventh last year. I mean, they've got room to improve, and they've got a lot of potential to improve. But I'm really looking forward to see how they go this year. George's River, a team you've played a lot of cricket against, it, yes. but, but it has to be said, a bit of a happy hunting ground for absolutely. you down there. Yeah, so. yeah absolutely. One of, my, one of my finer places to play, that's for sure. If we could play at Blandoval every week, I think I'd be the leading run scorer. <laughs> uh, and, of course, an old mate of ours, James Wright, scoring the, probably mm. the scratchiest century you'll have you'll ever 30 on any of. other ground. Sorry? 30 on any other ground. Yeah, than, exactly. Than Bland. Um, a lot of the guys here have been in together, in, uh, in particular likes of Ben Vella, Chris MacArthur, uh, Daniel Yates, but the two big names that they've had in this lineup were uh, Nick and uh, and Robert Henriques, of course, the younger brothers mm. of first-class and international player Moises Henriques. Yeah, yeah, they've always been there. And again, they've always been a team a bit like Burwood. They've always been there and thereabouts in every grade. Um, and Frank Gray as well. I, uh, they did really well this year in their Frank Gray. I think they won it. They won it, they they won it last it year. year. Um, they beat Ringer in the semifinal. It's been a very, very good game of cricket. They've always there and thereabouts as well uh, in the top four. Um, they were pushed for club champs. Um, their first grade is a quality first grade side. doesn't matter who puts on the boots for them. So they'll have a really big season as well. And um, they'll push for, you know, a top four finish. Lane Cove, the, the, a bit of an unknown entity at times. Uh, one of the best batsmen in the competition in Damian Norton. But when you talk about Lane Cove, it's all about their two opening bowlers at the top of that list. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Going to, play, going to Tan Talon and trying to face those guys on what a wet deck um, it usually is sometimes. We seem to always seem to play when it's been a little bit of dew around and they always win the toss and bowl. So, Scusseller yeah. and um, Cornelius. Yeah, they are one of the best opening pairs in, in Shire's cricket. And, and look, Lane Cove, I think they're going to be um, sort of – I think they'll make the six this year and that's going to be a big call. Um, I think they're really improved. They're, they can play some really good cricket especially at home. They struggle a little bit away from, from Tan Talon, but I think I think they'll push for a, a top six finish this year. We then go to um, Linfield, a team that's sort of been together, uh, all schoolmates from what I understand, and yeah. headed up by former Manly um, second grader, Matt Mee. Yeah, look, um, Linfield, six last year, you know, they play a decent brand of cricket, bit of schoolboy stuff in there as well, a bit like their rugby club. They all play on the same ground. They have that same sort of mentality. And it works a lot of the time, especially in team sports. And, they, you know, they play a really good brand of cricket. Um, they can come from anywhere and beat any team. Uh, look, I think they'll push for a top six as well. They'll probably be in that five, six, seven, eight sort of region, you know, scrapping for those final two spots come point of the end of the season. It's, it's one issue, though, that has come out of the Shires competition, and it's the number of clubs really concentrated along what we call that Pacific Highway run. Mm. you got Lane Cove, Roseville, Linfield, Pennant Hills, and then if you come back down the other way along Monova, around Pennant Hills Road and then Monavale Road eventually, you get Epping and Macquarie University. It's like yeah. six clubs all within what? Ten, in that ten corridor. In that corridor, 10 yeah. kilometres of each other. Oh, look, I, and, I, and there's been a lot of chat of whether Roseville – and Linfield will become one team, will become like a North Shore type team. Yeah. It'll be a very, very strong team that would if they does come to fruition. But I don't think, you know, there's always one club that does want to play ball. Um, 
Well, it used, to be, it used to be Linfield didn't want to play ball. And now Roseville not playing ball yeah. on the way back because Linfield are struggling a little bit there. You know, the, you know, the split covers in that kind of region and, and, and any sort of rain. If someone dribbles, Akron, Akron Oval. someone sneezes near there, I think it's it, the game gets called off. So, Yeah. Macquarie University, not really much to talk about. They're a club that's been on struggle lately, and it has to be said that they've been struggling because they've not had any support from the student union. So, Yeah, it's getting no money there, unfortunately. Let's go to Mounties. Four. Yeah, look, easily the best side in first grade, Amounties. You know, you've got names like, you know, you don't have to go past Adam Coit, and then that's all you got to say. He's a top run scorer last year, top wicket taker, captain of the year in the team of the year. They've won the premiership four years in a row now. Three, three, three years, years in a row. row. Yeah. You know, they, they just seem to win out of nowhere, and they've got that mentality where it's win, win at all costs, and, you know, it works for them. It's not always fun playing them, especially out there, but. You know, if they win, they win, and they'd be pretty happy with that. And, and looking at some of the names that they've had over the years, I mean, we mentioned Adam Coit, but then some of the other players that they've had through it there, former Pakistani spinner, uh, national spinner Ashad Khan, mm. former New South Wales and Australia A player Don Nash, Damien Giroux, Rick Lucy, who used to captain Fairfield Liverpool in first grade, Wayne Ball and Brad Maguire, who both used to play first grade for Campbelltown Camden. You know, they know how to pull players. Oh, they know how to get, uh, to get people into their side and, and win games and yeah look it's always it's hard playing against them but they seem to know how to win games we talk about a club that's gone for a, a come on the ascendancy let's talk about a club very quickly that's been on the decline big time and it's northwest sydney once you know perennial heavyweights they've, they've fallen on hard times and really they're a shadow of their former self now yeah absolutely northwest sydney they were a real big chance of um you know, a few years ago, being up there in the pointy end in that top four, looking good, looking, making runs, taking wickets, winning games, you're looking, pushing for premierships. And then the last few years, I've just, as you said, down the slippery slope, they're losing guys, losing games, and their mentality is just not there. So they need to really switch on this year if they want to make a push for the for the top six. But, you know, finishing 13th last year, I don't see them improving much on that. Pennant Hills, very quickly, um, a, a club also that's been in decline, we should mention as well, this is a club that only, it was only a few years ago, it was in voluntary administration. They still have, though, one big name playing for them these days. They do. Koskin Beadle, brother of uh, Alien Beadle from Manly and the Thunder. And, and, all, and um, you know, he's he's their, their guy keeping them alive, really. Penna Hills, there's a lot of chat as, you know, um, whether they're going to be another a side that would run around again uh, this coming season. But they've, uh, they've pulled through. And, uh, look, you know, finishing 12th last year, again, I don't see them improving. They might even go down a few spots. Let's talk about one of the most improved clubs over the last couple of years, Roseville District Cricket Club, the Roses. Um, first grade lineup, probably arguably one of the best batting lineups in the competition. A lot of potential in Roseville. Um, a lot of the guys that I know there, um, they, they've, they've, they're a really good side. Their Frank Gray side's really pushing, um, looking really good. Their last season, they only just missed out. The results didn't go their way, and they just missed out in the finals. Um, you know, they're a strong side. They've got a lot of ability, and they've got a lot of passion, and they care about their cricket, and they really want to win. And I think that'll really help them this year. They'll, they're definitely on the way up. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're pushing top six this year and getting into it next year. But there just seems to be missing one strike, like a, a strike bowler, a big name bowler seems to be. One guy can missing. come out and get fivers on the regular. There's all, you know, there's guy, if one guy will get a five here, then one guy will get a five there. But there's not one guy consistently performing and taking yeah. wickets. Same with the bat. You've got guys who can, you can get runs, uh, but no one who stood up and got, 
you know, 500, 600 runs in a season like a lot of cl- other those top four clubs do have. Strathfield Cricket Club, the Gorillas, um, a bit of a hot and hot cold club. They've been known to throw upsets up, but then been known to absolutely fall apart. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, Anthony. Um, they made the semifinals not the previous season, the season before that. So yes. not last season, season before that. They were in the finals. Yep. This year, finishing 11th. Rocks and diamonds, I think, Stratfield are. Rocks and diamonds, you know, swings and roundabouts. They're really good one week and they're shocking the next. And you just, you never know where they're going to cut, where they're going to be. Um, and I think they need to really focus on consistency this year. Mind you, it, it helps to a certain extent playing on arguably the best ground in the competition in, in Airy Park. Uh, Airy Park is a genuine carpet. It's one of the most beautiful grounds to look at and to play on. That was a bit of a drive. Batsman's, batsman's paradise if you get yourself set. Mm. But I'll tell you what, there's a bit in it for the – it's a genuine cricket wicket because it, there's a bit in it for the bowlers as well, especially early on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then it, it sort of flattens out and, and grips a little bit for your, um, for your tweakers towards the, the back end of the second day. Uh, but it's a carpet out there. You get any sort of ball on that, it goes for four. It's, it's really nice if you're, if you're a batsman. <laughs> the, the other surprise packet from last year, Waringa finished um, 10th two years ago. Last year, mate, finished third in the grand final. But, geez, they've got it all to do this year. Well, Haringa, the team where um, last year, as you said, making the grand final, only two wickets away from, from actually uh, beating uh, Mounties, uh, looking really good. And then this year, guys leaving, there's at least three guys from first grade um, who aren't going to be there, whether they're travelling or playing grade or what have you. Obviously, as well, um, Khalid, he won't be here as well. He's got to go back to the UK and he and, made... And rumour is he's going to be heading to St Kilda mm. as well. Oh, right, summer. okay. Because well, he made 900 runs at a lot last year. Yeah, he set a new record in the Shires competition, 857 runs at an average of 78. Mm. Uh, those ridiculous stats. Well, honestly, one of the best sort of club cricketers that I've ever seen bat. Um, he just technically so perfect, so timed the ball so well. He just knew when to hit the ball and he knew, you know, he would be that kind of guy would be 50 off 100 rocks then 100 off 80 rocks. You know, he could switch it on as soon as he gets that that margin. He knows exactly where the ball's going to be and where it's going to go. So he'll be a huge loss. Someone's going to fill that shoes. But, you know, to break a record, to make a run scoring record, that's huge shoes to fill for someone. You know, looking at this lineup there uh, now, Vic, I don't think there's going to be that many guys who are – on this lineup on my sheet that are going to be there this coming season. Well, let's go for the prediction for the ladder. This is, of course, come from the Sultan himself, Tony Dawson, uh, and he's tipped the top six. Here we go: Mounties, Burwood, Georges River, Lane Cove. Your predict, your bolter mm-hmm. this year: Linfield and Auburn. I have to agree um, with a lot of those. Mounties, Burwood, River. Obviously, they're going to be up there. Um, you know, no matter who 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 you are, they're going to be up there. Lane Cove and my bolter. I think they'll do really well this season. Uh, Linfield, Auburn, then you got your Epping, Roseville, Ringer, and Strathfield. Really battling it for those last really two. Really for those two last two spots. And, um, you know, the Soldan is gone for Linfield and Auburn. I wouldn't be surprised um, if Epping get up there over or Linfield. Or Roseville. Or, you know what? Roseville, aren't, they're, very, they're not very far away at all. Not yeah. at all. If they have a big season, a really good season, um, under a new captain, I believe they're getting a new captain this year. Um, yeah. They could do really, really well. So, yeah, yeah, Roseville or Epping um, would be right uh, up there for mine, uh, whether Linfield make it or not. You know, someone's going to be one of those three teams that might have a huge season and be up there. But I think he's got it pretty spot on. Now, the only the only other thing, the only other discussion that's really come out of the competition is, is around the clubs. There's been um, 
we've already named one of the clubs, the, the two clubs that are currently being watched over at the moment, being Balmain, South Sydney and Pennant Hills in terms of the future viability. Mm. And there are other clubs sniffing around at the moment. Word is at this stage is that West Pennant Hills could be looking to take over Pennant Hills itself. Yes. That would give them a, a backing of a decent sports club. The other two clubs that are sniffing around to get an entry into Shire's competition are two clubs you and I know very well from the rugby league rounds in – Wendy Leagues mm-hmm. and St Mary's Leagues. Yes, yes. A lot of a lot of rumours going around. A lot of chit chat that that uh, that Wendy and St Mary's want to be put into the Shires competition. They're very very good park sides. Um, you know, plenty of uh, experience and winning games. And you know, I'm I'm all for new teams. Um, I'm all for seeing new teams in there, even if they. They put two more teams in there, and you have a slightly longer season by two rounds, or an extra couple of one day matches. Extra couple of one day matches. Well, you you love it. You love more than happy to see the one dayers come in, um, come in more, two more. You know, two extra one days in the middle of the season, or what have you. Absolutely would love that. Um, you know, there's a lot of rumours going around that Penny Hills don't have the money, and uh, Bowman and South Sydney don't have the money or the backing from anyone. Whether they go out and those and some areas and when he come in. Look, that's to be uh, to be continu- to be continued. You know, we'll find out when when the time comes. More than happy to have two more sides in, more one day games, more more cricket. It's always good to see more cricket coming to a season. All right, well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be talking New South Wales Women's Premier Cricket with Jess Kay and Heidi Cheadle. Uh, you are listening to Splinters, the Bench Podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au. The 2019 Australian Ice Hockey League season has finished with your All About Caring Sydney Bears winning it all. But that doesn't mean it's all over for the year on the hockey front. Log on to bearsshop.com.au for all your Bears merchandise options. And stay tuned to Splinters and The Bench for updates from the Australian Women's Ice Hockey League and the world's top hockey competition, the National Hockey League. Sydney Bears, hear us roar. Sponsors of Triple H. And welcome back to Splinters, the Bench Podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available on podcast.com, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify and all good podcast sites. Of course, we do it all for Magpies Waitara, the action attraction of the North Shore and the all about caring Sydney Bears. And a quick mention, we should give them Aqua. Uh, congratulations to the Sydney Bears on their season, a third place finish and a, and a, and a well-deserved break after a very successful season. Absolutely. They'll be very happy with their season. And, uh, you know, third places is very good. Um, Bronze medal, it's always nice to get on the podium. So very very well done to them. Now we're going to get straight into the New South Wales women's cricket. We've got our two um, guests joining us here in the studio. We have Jess Kay, the manly second-grade captain. But joining us on the phone, uh, the Wicked Keep star, Wicked Keeper batsman from the Gordon Mighty Reds, Heidi Cheadle is back with us. Good evening to you, Heidi. Oh, what an introduction again. I should come on this show every day. <laughs> Thank you for having me again. Oh, it's it's an, it's, a, it's an absolute pleasure. Of course, a lot of, what a lot of people don't know is that um, uh, for those of you interested in the stats, um, the special that we had with uh, with yourself and Jess joining us in the show has actually had the most hits of any podcast that we've had from the bench or splinters. I do believe, um, I think we came within a whisker of cracking 300 hits. Yeah, I think we're up around the 280, 290 mark. Yeah, so can, well done on that. Oh, so wow. We, so we had to get you back on the show. Oh, wow. Angela, I think the next, well, you're welcome. The next biggest is 
These, these high 100s, low 200s, if that. I think it was the low 200s, yeah. which was the Kingsgrove T20 um, special that mm. we did. Um, we just had a, a certain um, SR War who decided to join us on the show as well. So, um, you know, anytime you get um, get a former Australian captain on your show is always a special thing, isn't it, Jess? <laughs> Definitely. So, <laughs> let's get straight into it. Um, the first club we're going to be talking about is um, Bankstown Sports, of course, the good old uh, Bankstown Bulldogs. Um, last year, ninth in first grade and ninth in T20. And Heidi, a, a squad in particular that, like, um, like the likes of Manly and North Sydney, they're developing their women's competition at the moment. Yes, yes. Um, sorry, that sorry, that just didn't come quite through there. Um, yeah, uh, it's actually it's brilliant to have more people a part of the competition. Uh, yep. It's nice to see new faces, new, I mean, more talent. And to be honest, like having more girls out there playing and, and establishing teams is brilliant. Now, of course, they do have one superstar in their lineup who you probably have played a bit of cricket against in Aaron Burns, who got picked up by the Sydney Sixers. Um, this will be a team that continues to improve, um, but, you know, they're still a couple of years away from being ultra-competitive. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, it's brilliant to have such a competitive cricketer. I'm sure the girls in the team um, benefit from that. It's really nice to be included in a competition that have, you know, people playing sixes and potential Australian players. Uh, I think it keeps the competition really fresh and as somebody who doesn't play in those squads it's really nice to be a part of you know something a little bit bigger well, um, but if the, yeah, Sydney I mean, Thunder are listen, if the Sydney Thunder are listening hello so um, <laughs> yeah did you get that subtle hint yeah, I'm yeah. Available. Jay Jay Lenton, if you're listening in, you know, so um, let's go to one of the let's go to one of the real powerhouses in the competition, the the ghosts, Campbelltown, Camden. What a lineup they've got. Hannah, in particular, their superstars, Lauren Cheetle, Hannah Trethway, uh, Hannah Darlington, and of course um, Clara Yemma. And Belinda, you come. You can't forget her. Yeah, absolutely. Superstar lineup. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. We um in the final last year that was very very sadly washed out. Um, they we you know we were kind of lining up to shake their hands and it was like oh you play for the Thunder oh and you play for the Thunder. As a batsman, I was kind of like happy that the rain came. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> it would have been luck of the days playing schoolyard cricket if you had to play against Greenacre boys and up one end is uh, J L Thompson <laughs> and the other end is El Pasco. So um, that, that would not, not have been pleasant in the least. Um, they are oh, very, shaking in my boots. They, they are a very strong club. I found, what I found very curious, though, um, in particular, was that they finished first in first grade, but they finished eighth in the T20 competition. Yeah, it's it's a funny game, cricket, isn't it? You change the format, and you know anything can happen. Let's go. Let's go to your team, the Mighty Reds second in first grade, and you won the T20 competition. Um, the I guess and what what's really fascinating about this, the Gordon lineup, is that you, you're not a superstar lineup in the, in the purest sense. You've got a very strong, balanced squad of girls. And, in, and then along with the lineup, you've got obviously Saskia Hawley, who Jess is sort of looking at me with the very – Sort of frustrated view, going, yeah. When are we? When are we getting her back? So, uh, but, <laughs> never, but, ever, never. <laughs> I think he echoed our sentiments pretty, pretty nicely there. <laughs> but, but it has. Uh, to be, yeah, no, it's, 
it's interesting that you say that. We as a team have also said that. I mean, if you know, if you if you take it on paper for what it for what it is, um, you're right. We're not. I don't think we have like heaps of superstars, but I think all together we just are such a strong team. You know, we lean on each other. We, you know, there's not one person doing one thing every week, and I think that's kind of part of the reason that we've had so much success. Is and um, actually, I will say we've been under very, very good leadership, and obviously Saskia coming in is definitely, um, you know, she's she's a level above that kid can do everything it's almost frustrating how brilliant she is um but having her on your team really helps but you know everyone's supportive everyone's doing their thing and you know it's it's working out really nicely well i think jake uh, jake of course saskia a product of uh, the wakers redbacks Green mm. club which also produced um one jackson bird mm. back in the day this is a uh, this is a club that knows how to produce players Oh, yes, uh, the mighty Wakers Redbacks there. Their um, women's program has been running for a few years now, um, and they're really building on it. They're really pushing it, um, especially on their social medias and, and things like that. So it's really good to see not just at a, at a grade level, but the, the younger girls playing at, at a junior level for your local clubs really getting a look in. It's, it's very good to see. We then go to your one of your main rivals, Heidi, in the, the ND Rangers, uh, of course, headlined by Lauren Smith and Samantha Bates, but it has to be said, um, backed up by the likes of Alison McGrath, Kirsten Smith and Anika Leroyd, um, a, a, almost a perennial mid-table team, but um, they gave the T20 competition a bit of a shake last year. Oh, definitely. Um, a lot of youngsters coming up too as well. So, you know, it really gives you a check on complacency rocking up to the games each week because everyone's got something. Everyone's bringing their, you know, their all. And it, it makes for such a good competition. Um, and it's, uh, whilst I'm not on the park playing against them, you know, on the outside, it's, it's such a nice community to be a part of with so many girls wanting to play and you know everyone's just as I said everyone's bringing their all and there's so much talent out there so it was I mean we almost uh, we almost went down to them and it was you know it was close so it's brilliant competition out there and, and manly to be coming up as well like that's it's just good experience for everyone have you got a, have you got a, a, a favorite away ground that you like to visit because you just know either you're going to be looked after or the tea's just amazing or it's just a good ground to play on Oh, I don't think I've ever been asked that. Um, I, I, I can say that I used to hate Bankstown. It was just one of those um, grounds that like, I always did terribly. Um, but last season, our luck kind of changed and everything went, went up, so I'm kind of inclined to, to say Bankstown. Banks, as in Bankstown um, Oval. Obviously, yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful ground. Even the number two with that picket fence, it's delightful to be out there, apart from the fact that it's 400 years away. Uh, George, yeah, uh, George Thomas Oval. I know I know the ground very well. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. It, it is a lovely ground out in the middle. The only thing I will say is that the change rooms there are a little bit dodgy. Oh, a bit dicey, yeah, yeah. yeah. I will... Attest to that, yeah. I will ask Aqua though. Would it? I think I don't know if you've played there before, but would you think it's on the same level as say uh, Longerville Oval at Lane Cove level dodgy? Mm, yeah, Longerville. It's not the greatest of uh, setups there at Lane Cove, unfortunately. So I can't. I can't attest to. It's nice almost the kind of place that you'd almost see, expect to see Alf Stewart sort of just randomly. T- mm. <laughs> that that's just that's just. I think I've just creeped out Jess with that. <laughs> Crossed the line there. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's almost too much. Uh, <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> 
<laughs> let's go. Let's go to the two blues. Parramatta uh, in the, in the men's competition these days they have become an absolute um, powerhouse in, in the um, in the men's competition. They are building the women's. They came third last year. Again, similar to similar to to Gordon in that there's there's only really one big name player, which is Haley Silver Holmes, but. Again, a lineup that's got a lot of um, balanced talent, the likes of Sophie Vaughan, Molly Godsell, and Isabella Maggiolio. So um, it's they ran right with the ball in particular last year, but um, it has to be said their batting last year let them down a bit. Yeah, um, a lot of a lot of strong bowlers, I will say. Um, I have actually a lot of the Haley and. Um, Isabella, I used to coach some of them, so it was actually uh, really, really nice to see them, you know, out there on the same ground doing, you know, doing what we all what we all love to do. Um, but with regards to Haley, she's just taken off. I mean, she's getting all the followers on Instagram. Like, it's just building for her, and rightly so. I mean, she's well spoken. She's bowling absolute darts. I uh, had to umpire her one game, and it was just darting out. You, you know, if you blink once, you'll miss it. So really strong, um, really strong with the bowling and the fielding. Again, they're all young. Kate Peterson, same deal. And I will say she a brilliant all-rounder as well. She was batting pretty well when we played her. Um, but look, there's always things to work on, so maybe that's something they've got to, you know, Practice. Let's let's go to the uh, let's go to one of the other painful drives that you would have to take on from time to time. It is the Penrith Panthers. Uh, they are, of course, in the men's. Oh, yes. They of course in the men's competition, the reigning champions now. Um, and I'll tell you what, they're not lacking in stars this year. The likes of Lisa Griffith, Naomi Stallenberg, uh, Michaela Hinckley, Chantel Downey, and do my eyes deceive me? Is she officially coming back, Sarah Coit? Oh my goodness! Well, that is quite—that's a lot of names we've just dropped there. Oh, I love a good name drop. So that is, <laughs> yeah, you've just spilled them all out of the floor. But it's it's an interesting lineup because we've often seen it in the men, in the men's premier cricket competition that a team with a lot of big name players can often end up struggling in the competition because you hardly see them at the at the grade comp. Well, that's it as well, and I think if we flick back to the fact that Gordon, you know, doesn't have a lot of names, we do get that kind of team cohesion and everyone's, you know, rocking up every week, doing their thing, kind of gelling together. So I think it's one thing to have a bunch of people who, you know, can absolutely take the game away, but if they're not practicing with their teammates and, and getting up to that level every week, then you're absolutely right, you could poke holes in it all day. Now, the... It's, it's interesting you speak about that sort of dynamic of having to juggle um, grade cricket with the uh, with your representative duties or in, in certainly midway through the season, the Big Bash uh, competition. Uh, throughout your time sort of coming through it, Gordon, and even as a, as, a, um, as a younger player, what was it like sort of seeing every now and then the big names, say, coming back, especially, I think, for Gordon, if I remember rightly, Lisa Stalaker um, coming back from representative duties? Oh, yeah, it was, it, was un, it was unreal. I mean, as I said before, being a part of a competition where, you know, I'm playing alongside people who, you know, are currently playing for Australia, that's one thing. And then to rock up to your game and then you see Alyssa Healy walk out, it's like, oh, okay, all right, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Um, 
so having Lisa with us and saying that and the, uh, the flip side of that, um, incredible head on her shoulders. So you, you just kind of go out there feeling like, you know, she's got you kind of thing. I know it's not a one-man team, but with her experience and, I mean, she's so funny and she's so talented. It's just such a nice vibe to have. And then to be, you know, playing alongside her in all her glory is just, it, it's a privilege to say the least. Well, Jess, I mean, we talk about Minch in this. She's, she's a brilliant player, but one thing people don't realise is how savage she can absolutely be. At times with her banter, mm. uh, I mean, we've seen it. I, I, we st- I still remember the tweet that came from the World Cup. I think she tweeted, um, you know, to the guy, um, to the guy who um, to sledge who sledge Mitch before he went out and got five for on your champ. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so she's great on the mic too when she's keeping. Uh, she's uh, entertainment value is ten out of ten. Well, she's a Healy, so if she's not entertaining on the mic, I don't, I don't know what I don't know what's going to happen. With and us. as keepers, we have to be. <laughs> it's our yeah. 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 I didn't realize there were two keepers tonight. here tonight. Ackle, what did we just Ackle, what did we just get ourselves into? I've got to keepers. pretend to be a keeper, so I'm part of the group now. <laughs> we'll get you honorary. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure I've got gloves somewhere. They may or may not fit, but that's all right. That's just. Uh, don't hurt yourself. Have I just been ganged up by the Keepers Union now? I'm considering your next move very carefully, Anthony. I'm getting my ball as we speak. So it's nice and shiny. I think it might reverse. So have fun trying to catch that. Um, Let's go. We we better get back to the seriousness before uh, before the Lord Mayor decides to give us what what for for wasting time. Um, but we're going to go to the uh, the Slayers, St George Sutherland, an, an interesting beast. This one because in in most other competitions, if you combine teams from St George and the Shire, they usually hate each other's guts. But yet <laughs> this this merger is working at the moment. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's always been, so this is what it is. Two names to obviously mention, Renee Farrell and Talia Wilson, but um, semi-finalists in first grade again, seventh in the T20, obviously with no, with uh, the lack of the availability for Farrell and Wilson, but, you know, a very aggressive um, style of play, but one player to watch out for, I think, was um, Joanne Kelly with the bat last year. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, that's another team, actually, that I I think they kind of all help each other out a little bit as well. I mean, it's it's. I mean, Tali, don't get me wrong, scores a lot of runs and Renee takes a lot of wickets, but um, their support, um, their support throughout the team is, is definitely there. I mean, Kaylin Fountain always, she's always kind of in the book somewhere, whether it's you know fielding, bowling, or whatever. It's there are uh, another team like that. A lot of time for St George. Let's go to the uh, let's go to the mark. I guess what pe- some people have often said is the marquee club of the competition, the Sydney Cricket Club, the the Tigers, the SCG the SCG club, whatever you want to call them these days. Um, you know they, they they did come eighth in the comp in the regular competition and fourth in the T Twenty. Uh, while they've got three, well they had they had three big name players. It's down to two and almost down to one now. Um, because you'll hardly see Alyssa Healy playing for them anymore. Elise Perry, of course, that, that is the big move. She's off to Victoria. Um, and Emma Felch, the, the other player who, um, who's been a mainstay for the team, but haven't seen a lot of as of late. 
Uh, we bumped into her on the uh, the game in one of the games of the T20s before we called the semi-final, the Kingsgrove T20 Cup between Sutherland and Sydney down mm. at Dromoyne Oval. Yes. Probably the match of the entire competition. There was For those of you who didn't, weren't, um, weren't able to listen to it, of course, Sydney scored 196 off their 20 overs yeah. and Sutherland chased it down with two balls to spare mm. thanks to some guy oh named Steve Smith who scored 68. And Dorcher hit the winning runs at the end. Yeah. So it wow, was – that's crazy. And and Alyssa Healy was actually down there watching for the um for the majority of the there was day. A couple of them there, I think, from memory. Yeah, there were two or three of them. So um, yeah, you're you're on the money with that, but it's and it's always very special going down to to play at Dromoyne Oval, isn't it? Isn't yeah, it, I agree. I agree. I think Dromoyne and um the the vibes and the feeling at Blacktown International Sports Park because you know that, you know it's such an important ground. A lot of the breakers and stuff. All their games are played there, so it's 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 nice. We get there's a lot of good grounds going. It's awesome. Now the the last club that we've got that play in the first grade competition, the University's Cricket Club. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the University's Cricket Club is of course a, the, the, a joint venture between Sydney University and the University of New South Wales. Uh, they finished sixth in first grade uh, last year. The University's Blue actually finished second in the in the T Twenty. Again, this is a lineup that's not lacking in talent, especially with the likes of Carly Leeson, Stella Campbell, Maisie Gibson. Georgia Redmayne, and of course the evergreen champion herself in Alex Blackwell. Yes, absolute stopped team. Not much you can, not much else you can really say about it. If they get everyone together, it is a very daunting lineup. I do want to mention um, two players in particular who uh, sort of had breakout years last year uh, in Maddie Dark and um, Olivia Porter. Yeah, um, I uh, obviously Saskia, my team, she knows Maddie quite well, and it's all good things, isn't it? It's it's all positive. So, what we're going to do is we've, we've got our our predictions from the Sultan himself, um, and he's calling the top four at the moment to be Gordon, Campbelltown, Camden, and he's gone for a couple of bolters this year: Northern Districts and Parramatta. So hey. he's gone for a couple of bolters. Um, Heidi, your thoughts. Yourself in Campbelltown, Camden, no surprise that you two are up there, but Northern Districts and Parramatta. Well, let me just start by saying much respect for saying Gordon first. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, secondly, Campbelltown, Camden, yeah, Ghost, get him up there. Um, I don't know. I think I really do think anything can happen. There's so many youngsters, and with all their off-season and the, you know, the academies and, and all the cricket they're playing, I don't think it's – I don't think it's wild. I mean, you know, it literally could go any way. I think maybe 
uh, northern districts might be lingering up there as well. I think, you know, they can definitely pull it out. Um, but as a Gordon stag, I would say Bankstown and Unis are probably the two big ones for us to play. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, we're... We're happy to, you know, take them by the front foot, do what you can, and, and hope for the best. Well, let's. While we're here, we're also going to talk about the T Twenty competition. We're going to blow it up a little bit here, uh, and Jess K is ready to uh, to get her two cents worth in because, of course, Manly Warringah have announced uh, for the first time ever that they in I think first time in what thirty years they'll have a team in the second grade competition, yeah. and. They will now have a team in the T20 competition. So yeah, I believe it's since That's 84, brilliant. 85. So we finally have a really good ground um, and grassroots program operating on the northern beaches, thanks to a very select and dedicated few people who are wanting to see women's cricket grow. Uh, so it's been very exciting to be able to participate where I can. Um, off the back of our season last year, I think, Heidi, you had us to umpire for a few games. I uh, did, I did, yes. Curl Park. Um, I, can I just say on that, one of the greatest and nicest and just best teams to umpire. So friendly, so helpful. So good for you, good from you oh, too. Awesome. That's so good to hear. I'll make sure I pass on that feedback. Uh, well, look, oh, yeah, that's point. <laughs> well you, your two coaches of course Ross Denny and Simon Waddington uh, yes. both legends of the local area mm. um, Aqua and I have had the pleasure of playing with Ross's um, Ross's son Will Denny mm-hmm. um, nice nice kid can get angry with the ball can get very angry with the it's ball it's always fun to watch Reggie come out and send a few thunderbolts down <laughs> towards your rib area <laughs> yeah, it gets better when it's in the nets as well. Mm. Um, but, of course, you now um, last year in the third grade competition, you made the semifinals. Yeah. Um, now you make the step up to second grade, and I believe that is now you're playing on turf. Yes, we will, which is going to be really exciting. We're actually very lucky to have a few of our local girls come back and play for Manly. So we have a few players coming over, such as Annabelle Hutt, uh, Neve Bullen. We have Zara Ship. Um, they're coming home. They're coming home. So it's very exciting. So we're going to have a pretty competitive second grade team, as well as promoting some of our girls who performed exceptionally well um, in our first third grade attempt since 1984-85. Do you think the step up from Astro to Turf, do you think that'll change the way you guys run your side and the way you're you're going to think about how you play the game? Look, we're backed by a pretty – fantastic and well um, in terms of depth for coaching. Mm-hmm. So we fortunately have a lot of support from obviously Simon and Ross, but we also have people like Mickey Edwards mm-hmm. as well as a lot of the coaching staff with the men's coming over and to provide that additional support. Awesome. So I think we'll be very well prepared. You're not lucky. You haven't been lacking in bowling coaches uh, no. over the last couple <laughs> no, of years. Because so, the other one, uh, the other one, of course, you had is uh, my old uh, my old sparring partner in one, Glyn Archer. Yes. So um, and it, it, if you want to talk about two of the angriest bowlers you'll ever see in Shire's cricket, Glenn Archer and, and Will Denny are certainly yeah. up there. Yeah, and I believe this year for batting coaching, we have the fabulous Bobby Rollins and Cameron Merchant. Oh, Bob.com. Yeah, mm. so Cameron Merchant will be coming and down Nappa. as well. Oh, so, Nappa. 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 so we have a very... Back in the day. He's a very... very so, um, now, of course... We've got a lot of strength in coaching. Yeah. And, and, not and not just that, but just we, we should just... We, we have to give a cheeky mention of star power as well with Cameron Merchant, of course, fresh off, uh, <laughs> fresh off married 
at first sight. How fresh is it though? Because it's been a while. It has. <laughs> yeah, so it's not overly fresh. Mate, it's fresh Left enough. Covers. It's fresh. It's fresh enough. And let's face it. I mean, you, you have to give kudos to the only couple that's ever actually made it out of the TV series. So I think one of them got married. There's a couple that got married. Anyway, that's for so, another chapter. That's another. Day. That's a chapter <laughs> another day. Indeed. Well, we've got to make sure we get him on at some point. Um, but of course, he, he is back from England, and it's going to be fantastic. Him and what a, what a breath of fresh air he is wherever he goes. So yeah, exactly. Um, so between media commitments, it's exciting to have him on board, regardless. So the the other question that we're got that we're going to be having with this is the um, is in terms of some of those players that are coming up. I think uh, Mia Waddington, I think, has been identified as one of the players coming up. Yes. I do have to ask though because she's one of my favourite people around. Used to live around the corner here, actually. Uh, Christy Crawford, yes. what's happening with her? So Christy is likely to be in our second grade team as well, uh, given how well she performed with the bat and ball last year. She's she, just throwing bombs. Oh, she just. was fantastic. You know, her first season playing cricket, she just came out of nowhere. But we had a few of those girls last year that just surprised us all. They just took well to the game and have become pretty much permanent fixtures in our side now. And what, what's going to be the aim for yourself in the T20 competition? <laughs> get through it. Get through it. <laughs> um, we're focused on culture primarily and just making sure that everyone has a good time as well as challenging um, each other and learning to promote and grow cricket in our area, particularly with the amount of young girls that are coming through, trying to encourage them to continue to play. Now, the other thing that's happening in the competition as well, more towards the lower grades, North Sydney are now building up. They've now got a team that's going to be entering in the Brewer's Shield. Of course, this is where it all started for Manly. A couple of years ago, it was a team in the Brewer's Shield, then in the under-17s. They've now upgraded to the under-18s. Now, correct me if I'm wrong as well, uh, under-15s age competition, now officially known as the Molly Dive Shield. Margaret Peden. Margaret Peden, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Molly so Dive is 13th. Is the 13th, okay. So North Sydney, a, um, a Brewer's Shield, a Margaret Peden Shield, and they're also going to have a third-grade team uh, in the competition as well. So we are going to see the, the Mighty Reds, the Bears, and the Waratahs all going up against each other this year. Heidi, the, 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 nor- the Northern Corridor is now showing, once again, why it is the um, breeding ground for future cricket stars. That's it. That's it. It's good. It's strong. It's so present. I love it. Um, and, of course, the other announcement they've had is that is that North City have announced that uh, former Test player Michelle Gossico is going to be their head coach this year. So it's a big pickup for the Bears. And, uh, one That's that I think, brilliant, yeah. One that I think is going to really d- develop them in the, into, the, into the future itself. We've seen women's cricket really go from strength to strength over the last couple of years. We've now seen the – the WBBL, one of the highest rating team sports events now in terms of television viewers in Australia. Uh, the fact that the national team is now fully professional. I believe the state team for New South Wales and Victoria is also fully professional. Um, and the Sydney Sixers and the Sydney Thunder are earning very decent wages. Women's cricket now at the, at the, at the position where they can – now truly say that if you do achieve first class level, you will be a um, you can achieve professional status. Where do we see the next step going now for the for the not only for women's cricket as sort of at the first class level, but then in the um, in the club level? Um, well, I think women's cricket in general. I know Ireland are, are recently in the game of you know becoming professional, so they've been able to, you know, with everything that's happening with women's cricket and the direction that it's going, they've been able to get to that kind of professionalism. It's obviously, it's all relative, but still for 
four or five of those girls to get contracts is is nothing but hopeful for you know for all those other kind of countries and you know with the world cup qualifiers about to start um it's, it's still important and it's great that it can reach that global level i think with regards to club level it's just um it's, it's making and creating pathways giving them opportunities there's so many underage squads just like you said margaret peter and molly uh molly dive all the you know the, the new stuff like the academy stuff um it, there's so many opportunities there's so many places for girls to go and play cricket now that we're just going to get good coaches if people want to spend their time and and just put the time in mm-hmm. and just keep growing and further to that i think it's sort of evidenced by all of the clubs that are currently progressing their women's programs manly is a prime example uts is a prime example of growing those uh grassroots sort of programs to develop young kids and keep them in the local area i mean when i was younger there wasn't really much on the northern beaches for female cricket i ended up playing for gordon and north sydney uh, prior to getting injured and it was it was a frustrating experience but now it's really exciting to see you know as soon as a girl wants to play cricket we have club level and then we have representative level as well well I can I mean I can speak from certainly from experience as well having played against one of the more talented women who I, I, I've got to admit was a little bit disappointed didn't really go on with it but uh, Heidi you do know her very well in Claire Jones uh, from used to play against each other when she was a um, at Peninsula and I was playing for the mighty Chroma Kookaburra uh, can, don't, don't you start don't you start because you, you've been with Harbord Bowl pretty much a Harbord girl for years so since the age of about seven yeah so don't start alright <laughs> uh, but of course playing against Claire Jones uh, one of the one of the really great talents um, back then and she used to complain about you know how Back in her day, she was almost the only one playing um, playing cricket and then having to travel ages to, to play women's cricket after that yeah, it's 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 so brilliant that we've evolved and and there is just like just like you said, Jess, there's, there's an option for everyone now. And uh, a couple of our girls, so Shannon Heath and a couple of the girls that don't play as much anymore, but they were all manly Oringa, have come to Gordon and now there's just, you know, you've got your manly option back. Not that I'm ever letting Shannon go back to manly, sorry about it, but. I, I think the bidding, like, I think the bidding war for Saskia is going to start very soon. <laughs> Let us get through second grade not first. Not a chance. Not a chance. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it is, it's great. And, it, again, it just reflects It just reflects how far we've come and, and how, you know, how far we can go with it. It's the support. Every, I mean, it's, it's, it is really brilliant. I feel like I've always loved cricket, but I, I really feel like it's such an important time and to be a woman playing cricket, it just, uh, it feels really good. I love it. I'm and really loving it. I've got to say, Aqua, like the great thing that we're seeing as well is that uh, everyone involved with cricket has is, is acknowledging getting behind the, the, the rise of women's cricket as a whole and the, the culture that's really come with it has really broken new ground. Yeah, definitely. Um, you see a lot more clubs now. They always talk about how well each team's going in their in their wrap-up of the week or whatever you want to call them. And the women are always up there. They're always doing really well. Uh, a lot of clubs backing up up the women uh, women's game. And um, local, lot of, obviously your local junior clubs, your Harboards, your Cromers, your Wakehurst, et cetera, um, they've got their, their women's teams really pushing through as well, all, all girls' teams. And then, then you know, you got to your grade women's teams. They're getting a real look in as well. So it's awesome for the women's game. And then now they've got a fully, you know, almost fully professional big bash league and their fully professional international teams. You know, they're getting – full coverage on all, you know, your Fox Sports, et cetera. So it's awesome to see the, the growth of women's cricket now that, that 
it, we didn't have almost five years ago. And we're seeing the investment from Cricket New South Wales and Cricket Australia in programs to encourage the um, the girls to play the the girls. T20 Blast now mm -hmm. in particular has, has become a critical aspect of that development. And I think Heidi and Jess, you probably you could probably speak from experience of going out to those clinic days and seeing how many girls are turning up to those events. Yeah, it's been fantastic. I helped out um, a few years ago with going to schools as well where we would go through that whole process and just getting girls suddenly to come down on a Saturday morning and have a hit in the nets who's never really picked up a cricket bat before was very exciting. Their eyes just lit up and they were ready to go. Mm. So it was great. <laughs> Heidi, your experience with that? Yeah, no, uh, same with me, actually. I, I did a little bit here and there for cricket and stuff. I was doing that kind of going in and uh, a couple hours in the afternoon, kind of come and try or, you know, get your basic skills out. We did a lot of and, – and they were even excited just to put on the pads and run up and down with the bat in their hands. It was – the energy is great. And, and what's more as well is, you know, the parents are super willing to bring their kids and to get involved. And I uh, – when I was coaching the Gordon Juniors a couple of years back uh, just because I was injured – and also, I love coaching, yay, and cricket. Um, but uh, we, you know, we even got the parents involved. We started to do water balloons, and, and everyone was getting involved. Everyone was getting wet, and it was just, it was just brilliant because you could break the skill down, or you could go super hard out the gate and, and net for three hours. These kids are just up for whatever. They just, they don't stop running around. They don't stop smiling. Um, and and now that there's more teams and there's more options for them to play, you know, it's 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 just brilliant. It really is brilliant from every perspective yeah and that's what i think manly um has tapped into really well we've got a manly for manly program whereby we're encouraging our senior players to sort of participate in that local junior area so as a result of that participation we're seeing so much more sort of come through um, as having that senior leadership around so that's also really beneficial as well yeah that's lovely we're, we're trying to we're trying to um, sort of implement some sort of mentor program as well mm. in, within us and, and reaching out and going to the younger girls and going to their games and, and, you know, not just rocking up to training and saying, hey, how are you going? Actually, you know, how are you doing? Like, can we help? Let's train. How'd you go on the weekend? Like, just getting that, again, I think that'll help create pathways to, to bring all the youngsters up. Absolutely. But it's just, it's nice community and it's reaching out to everyone and I'm not at all shocked that, that Manly has something in place because that just sounds exactly up your alley. You guys are, and I mean, I've only seen you a couple of games when I was umpiring, but everything at Manly is lovely. The coaches, all the girls, like you guys are brilliant. So it's really nice to, it's really nice to hear that, and it's really nice to have you and you know have you around. I think I'm going to have. I think I'm going to be under pressure now to make sure that Georgina ends up playing. Well, I think Ross Denny has already um, identified her to be the next um, opening bowler for Manly in what about 15 years' time. <laughs> plenty of time. I, plenty of time. And and do you think she'll have the, my temperament, or do you reckon she'll be a lot calmer? No one has your temperament, Vic. No one. <laughs> no one will ever get close. <laughs> Anyway, before I get myself into more hot water, that is, uh, I'm going to call that full time here on Splinters. I want to thank our special guests here tonight from the Gordon Mighty Reds, Heidi Cheadle. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, thanks so much. Thank you so, so much for having me back. Jess Kay, a pleasure and um, the best of luck for you in uh, leading second grade for Manly. Thank you. Thank you very much. Aqua, always a pleasure. Never a chore, Vic. Thank you very much for having me. Um, it was really good look going through the Shires at the start of the, the program. So. 
Looking forward to another big season of cricket. Yep, that is uh, the full time here on Splinters. Of course, we've done it all for the action attraction of the North Shore Magpies Waitara and the All About Caring Sydney Bears. Uh, make sure you make sure you download us on a podcast.com, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and all good podcast sites. This is Anthony the Bull Caruso. We wish you all a very good evening. Mm-hmm.